Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. back missed last week uh glad to be back you i believe were suffering through a traffic hellscape which is uh which was a larger scale version of what i dealt with getting home tonight so uh i'm i'm good and good and boiled up i'm I'm, my blood pressure is high Mm -hmm. i'm I'm irrationally (laughs) angry at the world um So why don't we talk about something that will calm me down? Uh, mm-hmm. Airport security. Yes. Oh, yes. air travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's quick the, and delightful. The end times are coming, which I mean are the the end of the year travels, um, and everyone decides that they're going to do that, and they forget how they did it the year before. But fortunately, there are stewards that move us through the airport in orderly and and quick fashions. Correct. Uh, yes, the employees of the McDonald's in the airports. <laughs> <laughs> no, you speak, of course, uh, in jest of the Transportation Security Administration. Yes. Also known as the ah. TSA or yeah. those assholes. <laughs> uh, you skipped a letter, um, but I'm sure it was another. another I, look, I, and I realize, I realize that I'm probably guaranteeing myself a cavity search when i go fly home for thanksgiving except mm-hmm. uh no i'm not because i have the motherfucking konami code of travel tsa pre-check oh i didn't so i mean i feel like we should disclose this from the start but that makes three of us on this <laughs> podcast yeah which, we're the which worst is, which is <laughs> which is which is kind of a problem and i think says a whole lot about you know us this podcast and, yeah in this podcast and whose do, opinions do, haven't we heard recently three white guys <laughs> right who have who are of enough means um that or or have been in the last you know five years that that you can you can get this that you can spend a, a day going and getting your pre-check and giving them basically all the information about your life that you could possibly come up with uh-huh. um and paying them for for the for your the privilege of your data um it's i mean i think just to explain pre-check just just in case you didn't know you didn't know who the snooty people were <laughs> for the they're peasants. not yeah you're, they're not business class trap i mean they may be but it's the whole square versus versus rhombus thing um, they might not be business class travelers. Uh, they they might not be you know super uh, fancy people in any way. It can be just a couple of schmucks that are in their mid to late twenties um, who happen to have what is it a hundred dollars? Eighty five dollars. Yeah, eighty five dollars and a free afternoon or morning or whenever to go. Uh, have a little interview, take your pictures type of thing with TSA. And assuming you have all that, uh, you get to go through an expedited line where, um, Max, what items do you not have to remove from your body or bag? 
you don't have to take your shoes off. Number one. Woo. And then beyond that, there's a couple other little things. You can keep a light jacket on. You can keep your belt on. You don't have to take your laptop or your liquids out of your bag. You know, all the normal stuff that the TSA usually yells at you about, right. you can mm-hmm. kind of just ignore. Like, yeah, I've been here before. Basically, you just kind of walk through. Basically, you don't have to do any of the things that make TSA TSA. It really, yeah. and, and And in exchange for that, really what you do is you go... I, I vaguely remember answering a couple of questions, but mostly they like take your fingerprints. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't ask me any questions. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I really vividly remember, remember well. that. <laughs> I did mine at the DMV. So, oh uh, wow, the Charlottesville DMV does TSA pre-check stuff. So that was cool. Uh, yeah. I got like ushered off into a a side room. It was uh, that was an experience. But uh, so. I think the the impetus for us talking about this was uh, an article written for Vox by the comedian Josh Gondelman. And, uh, Pierce, may, maybe you should uh, explain that article because you were the one who kind of dug that up for us. Yeah, I mean, the crux the the crux of of the article, I I think, is that um, TSA precheck. Uh, which is what this is, is um, its very existence, and I'm quoting here uh, from his article, by allowing purchasers to bypass the most obnoxious outreach, overreach, excuse me, of the national security apparatus, the very existence of TSA PreCheck is both deeply fucked up and a phenomenal return on investment. So he's, what he's saying in this is this is, this is a thing that is incredible, but that doesn't mean it's good. Uh, and it's hard. It's really hard for me not to agree with that because the TSA is there. And as people may know, people might be too young to recall this, but there there was the terrorist attack of September 11, 2001. And overnight, basically, the way we approach air travel and the safety of it and the security of it changed drastically overnight and so you have this tsa who comes in and they are there to be uh nominally our safeguards from terrorism in the air which is gatekeepers of this guy yes that's a good it's a good history lesson for our flourishing gen z demographic yeah Uh, and and you know tsa's policies were were further shaped by the underwear bomber and richard reed and and a number of other incidents but it is important to remember that in 1999, that wasn't a thing. You went through a metal detector and you got on the plane. Yeah, yeah. And the the other thing is TSA, it feels like constantly as they moved from metal detector to this X-ray screening device that was caused some hubbub some number of years ago when they put that in. They are trying to keep up with people getting around things. They feel, I think that they can be proactive but a lot of times it seems reactionary and they try to keep up because you know airports are old a lot of the times and they have to rebuild and rejigger them so that they can fit this the security apparatus and long lines that build up as you have to wait uh but what this this guy is saying in this um article uh john josh gondelman is that so you're telling me that if I just give someone money, I don't have to go through this process, which we've said is vitally important to the right. safety of millions and millions every year. Yeah, and, and you know, and and to be fair, 
if if you've gone through the non-elite TSA security process in the last couple of years, it doesn't really feel necessary. It feels uh, and what you use the wording, or I guess he used the wording, what the like the most noxious overreach or or something yes. of that nature. Like yeah. it is, I think is fairly clear that on an everyday basis, uh, the TSA process is not super duper effective. Uh, it it is much more of a nuisance than it is an effective sort of sniffer out and deterrer of uh, attempted attempts to bring contraband onto planes. I mean, like you catch a bunch of people who are, you know, uh, who are going on their first flight and don't realize that you can't bring full size bottles of shampoo on the plane. Yeah. But like, you know, for for the overwhelming majority, it's it's really just a series of impositions between when you get out of the car at the airport and when you go sit down with your overpriced airport food to wait to board. Like, yeah. So, so it is, it's weird. Like it's weird on two levels that, so they've told us that this set of processes is vital to our safety and security. Yet a, they let some people get around it just for some cash and B, all the rest of us also look around and go, uh, I think they might be full of shit. Yeah. Well, I think the the full of shit part of it, Max, you are, I think, the only one of the three of us who was someone who traveled for work and I think got it in the course of you traveling for work. So you might have actually realized value in a way that maybe Sean or I didn't in getting this. Um, I realized value in, in time savings. I was able to show up for my 8 a.m. flights at, you know, 7.15, about five minutes before boarding, and trust that the process would work. Um, in terms of the charade of normal security, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure that I was buying into the whole, like, this is the line of, of people that have been pre-screened and are, are safe. I mean, the whole thing does feel a not. bit over the top. Yeah. Um there's exposés all the time as the as the article even mentions of people getting things through the security. So I'm not sure that it really actually makes you more secure or stops things from getting in as much as it is just a feeling of well I went through that so I, I feel more secure on this on this airplane. Yeah. Um yeah, and, and that is there like <laughs> that makes me wonder if there's this this weird placebo effect of well someone's screening me so everything must be all right and there's oh, yeah. there's Absolutely. there's allegedly well i guess legally there's an air marshal on my flight and there's a lock on the door to the pilot so there are all these things and you think you're fine but then by the tsa pre-check existing you poke a hole in that kind of trust and you know you mentioned trust in the charade max and uh, it, and that or trust in the process, I should say. But then that goes to the fact that it is a charade, and a lot of people would say, "Well, you're putting your trust in the government," which is kind of laughable in a way. But I, I would like to think we should trust the government. I'm here for our institutions, but this is one that's been very, very important for the last twenty years, and TSA PreCheck invalidates it and creates this. I mean. Quite honestly, and the the author points it out, this kind of have and have not system. 
Yeah, and and let's let's also remember that it's not even TSA pre-check is not the only shitty thing about airport security. There's a another uh, another piece linked at it's linked somewhere in uh, in this article, uh, and, and we'll put both of these up on the show page uh, that uh, notes uh, from ProPublica reporting that. The, the scanners that you go through and that these are the things that you go through whether you're pre-check or not uh, don't re- basically weren't designed with non-white people in mind they yeah. don't they don't understand you know uh, black people's natural hairstyles uh, head coverings that that sort of thing so like it, it's the the security process is pretty deeply you know, it's not. It's not something that would just be fixed by eliminating pre-check. No. So you said the scanners that you go through, whether you have pre-check or not. I'm not familiar with a scanner that you go through with pre-check. You don't. You don't do the thing where you put your hands over your head. I should. I should. No. State, I haven't. Uh, oh. Oh. I didn't realize that. I should. I, I think I'm now making clear that I. Uh, haven't used I have, pre-check yet. Correct. Oh. Oh no! Yeah. When you have pre-check, it's like going through a casual hotel security line. There's a, <laughs> you laugh, but there's a metal detector, and and that's it. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and he mentions that in the article. I have gotten, oh, they they do, that. they into kind of the the random check and stuff. I want to, I want, I do want to get to that, Sean, uh, because I have gotten pulled out of the TSA pre-check line to do a random thing, but I still got to go through the pre-check line, but they just did the scan thing. And I think they might've looked in my bag, mm-hmm. but they're like, it's just random. You go. And that was in the Denver airport, which is a pretty busy airport. And the way you do the security is there's, there are a lot of people in there, but, um, it is not the random, the quote unquote random searches that seem to only happen to people of color, often of, uh, certain ethnicities, um, that, that happens and that can be especially invasive as, as he talks about, you know, this noxious overreach and to what, to what ends, um, you know, we also, as we have this thought that the TSA is really protecting us, uh, we have all these other government agencies too, that seem to get warrantless ways to look into our lives and, and know what we're up to and everything. And so you're telling me that you get to the airport and there's still this question of, yeah, you know, the 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 septuagenarian who accidentally brought a full thing of shampoo, that's a really dangerous person. We should pull them out of line and put them in a windowless room to search them. Or, or like how a bottle of Coke is less dangerous when you paid eleven fifty for it in the airport. Like at a Hudson. Well, it is, it is less dangerous because clearly you're not a super genius because you did something that stupid. <laughs> All right, touche. Fair enough. You're you're paying a, a prove I'm not a terrorist surcharge. <laughs> but you 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 bring up a good point there, which is that the there is coke, so you're you're not allowed for those of you who don't know you're not allowed to bring liquids in through security, regardless of whether you have pre-check or not. You can't bring a bottle of coke in. Um, well, if you, but there if is you coke had like a little, if you had a you little bring the, tiny bottle, a little three ounce bottle, which I don't I don't know that they make <laughs> those. They should if you're listening. No, they um, shouldn't. No, they definitely shouldn't. But you can you can purchase Coke and other liquids and food and things on the other side, which I think is important to note because it's that, well, we as passengers have to go through this level of security 
there is an entire operation occurring at every single airport across the country where are there are people that can then bypass that security. And I think, again, that's important to note because there's there's these airport employees that are bypassing security altogether. They're going through a separate, separate security exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I, we've, we've spent a, a good bit of time on the fact that it's on the, on the fucked up part of the equation. But, like, it's also, it's hard to ignore that it really is an incredible value. You know, I, yeah. I mean, depending depending on how you value your time, uh, you know, if you fly more than a couple times, even if you fly once a year, frankly, by the time you prorate it, it's $17 a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's less than, I, I don't know, it's... I don't even have a good comparison. Like, what what on earth does anyone else spend $17 a year on? Uh, new windshield wipers for your car, maybe? Oh, that, well, yeah, but then you put them in yourself and they, just something is slightly off about them. Uh, or, I mean, I would I would point to when you, when you replace your own air filter instead of them being like, oh, we put it in for you at the, the auto shop. It's going to be $80. And it really is about $17 having done that. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's hard to say. But it, it is, you know, in some ways it reminds me of when we talked about AirPods and the way that, that we see them all, or I see them all over the place, but I'm not everywhere but it's about you know it's it's something that is not super expensive it's not as expensive as an apple iphone or a a mac macbook air or something but it makes people feel very luxurious to have these these white you know little things sticking out of their ears Mm -hmm. and it's it's a certain status symbol as is the going through a security line that is shorter. I mean, you are looking at these people who are lined up waiting, hauling bags. I mean, it, it evokes so many of the, you know, not so nice things uh, in, in American and just world history of these, you know, people who have been bifurcated, which is the word he uses, um, into this lesser class. And you don't have to be part of that. And all you had to do was pay for it. And not that much at that at that very fact. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that you brought up that that comparison of like the 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 class system because it it does kind of think make me think at least of also something that when you he said when you get into the airport all you have to look forward to is an overpriced sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't really talk about I don't know if you wanted to go there, but the airport lounges that you can also have access to, and a lot of times nowadays these things come paired together. Yeah. Whereas if you are a privileged member of so and so Diamond Elite, you get pre-check where you get to expedite security, and then you also get air, uh, airport lounge access, and that's yeah. like this next level of looking looking down on the on the plebes air travelers. Yeah, it 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 really is a, and and you could argue in some ways to get to I think one of his one of his best points in here is what is the the transaction that gets you to that? And I'd say it's very similar to if you're in an airline perk situation or or you're doing the TSA pre-check or this credit card. They are banking off of your particular demographic and, and whatever information, and they are really going further into your privacy. So it's funny that you're saying, I don't want to get you know, looked at with this, this x-ray thing from the, from the TSA, uh, that's too invasive. But meanwhile, you're giving your credit card company 
and the TSA and this airline. Basically, everything you've got, all the yeah. things that you can't see from an X-ray, uh, even, uh, and saying, you know, yeah, go ahead and take it, so it's a little more convenient for me. Um, and just to read directly from the the author's piece, not only that, but you are essentially paying money to become complicit in the surveillance state. If an institution wants to map your comings and goings and track your personal data, and they do, they should have to pay you money or at the very least invent Facebook. Instead, the U.S. government has created a system wherein you pay them to more easily keep tabs on you just so you can avoid a system of inconveniences that feels arbitrary and possibly unnecessary in the first place. Um you know, and he goes on to say, and it's worth everything. And that is kind of, I think, one of the big items we're dealing with right now as we run up to a pretty momentous occasion next November, uh, which is there are these huge companies and they offer such convenience or TSA PreCheck or your credit card. And you're giving them everything you've got. They they own you in a way. Yeah, I that there's... There's really no two ways about it. I mean, the, the crack about you should at least have to invent Facebook is, you know, <laughs> it's funny for a second. And then you think about all the shit you put on Facebook for the last 10 years. And you go, oh, oh, no. What have I done? Yeah. What, what, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. We all and... turn into Job. Yeah. But but we did it. We all gave them our information. Oh, we and did it, we and all... we keep and we keep doing it. It's it's not like we're stopping. I mean, at this point, it it would be. I, I think it was it was the Gizmodo Special Projects desk that did a series. Uh, well, before they got shuttered by the private equity wangs, uh, which we talked about last week. Uh, you know, they did a series on, on trying to cut out the the tech giants that are are you know intruding on your privacy from your life and and all of the hoops that you have to jump through to to get rid of Amazon and Facebook and and Google it's like it's borderline impossible without becoming a fucking hermit yeah and the i think the unfortunate thing is you have to decide um you know it's it's not even as stark i mean it is pretty stark but standing in the line with with everybody or standing in the line with the people who who like to see themselves as elite in some ways and that trickles down to are you going to be part of of using google and and having a more efficient and optimized life which you know helps you in some way um in your access to things or are you going to be left out and if you're left out that hurts you in in a lot of ways and they all i think stack one on top of another and uh, that's that's very difficult and it it comes into play in things like this and it gets more and more nefarious from there but you, and you also don't realize that you also don't necessarily realize that when you do opt in you are you're signing off on that system and saying yes this is a system that yep. works that we should keep using and and you know there those are the kinds of decisions that have knock-on effects on other people that you don't even realize and and so you know it, it's it's hard it is hard to make those kinds of decisions but it there's a certain extent to which like you have to make hard decisions like that if those are 
things that are priorities in your life, like protecting your privacy or keeping the big corporations off of your data. Like you have to make a lot of hard choices to do that. And some, frankly, some people don't have the luxury of making those hard choices. And so, you know, there, there's a responsibility that comes with that, I think. Yeah. Plus, plus there's the possibility that you are someone with pre-check and you wind up traveling with someone who doesn't have pre-check and there's the whole rigmarole of like, uh, am I a dick if I take advantage of my $17 cheat code? Well, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I've done that multiple times. Um, and if you go through, at multiple airports, if you go through the normal security and show them a pre-check boarding pass, they don't really know how to handle it. Um and they either say, oh, no, you're not supposed to be in this line, or they, they give you, and again, this happened at multiple airports, a laminated piece of paper that basically says, I have pre-check. <laughs> and then you take that piece of paper, and when you get to the normal security, you give it to them, and you don't need to take your shoes off. <laughs> it's wild. This seems Man, like a well... Is... What I'm taking away from this is that this is a, a well-orchestrated machine. Yes, it's per- it's perfect. There is no <laughs> holes in this security system whatsoever. No and notes. I, and I just want to point out, and I think this is important to mention in, in all of this. This past year, the TSA, these people who have this thankless job where they have to be mean, not mean, they have to be stern with people about full grandmothers with full bottles of shampoo in their purse or or a bag that's a little bit too large they had to work for over a month including over the end of your holidays without getting paid yes i i i want to i want to be clear i i i feel like i in particular have spent this podcast being a real uh real dick to the people that work for the tsa and that's not that's not really my intention uh, because it's it's a thankless job where they have to yeah. deal with dicks like us for yeah. relatively little pay and, and sometimes no pay when the government shuts down because of the whims of a capricious lunatic. Uh, it, so it's not... The gripe is not with the individual agents of the TSA. It is with the agency, sure. It is with the agency's procedures, but, you know... The the people that are working at Reagan are, are not the people who designed that system. So like it, it's not it's not really fair to take it out on them. Yeah, no no pre check in Europe though. Best I could tell. Is that correct, Max? Uh, I guess I'm not really sure. I don't think I've, they have it. it. I don't think so. Pre-check I mean, pre check itself is an American. It's, it's the, TSA. Of the TSA. No, but TSA so I'm, is an American. Do they offer something yeah, yeah. similar? I, I'm not the expert. on I don't. That. I, I don't think you. they. I think. I don't think they do. So it's just like they, it's, they certainly it's have a, expedited customs, um, which is a whole other story that gets into global entry and the, and the expedited yeah. customs getting into the country. Yeah. They have things like that, but in terms of pre check, I'm not really sure. I, I maybe that's that's what we need. To, I mean, it's not going to happen now because we've already created as is an American thing. We've created a haves and have not system as opposed to just saying, hmm, how do we make this better for everyone? We wouldn't. But that wouldn't it, make any sense. We wouldn't want wouldn't it any other sense. way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK, so that was a, a good chat. And, and we will move on now as we do every week to Pierce is sorry. So what are you apologizing for today? So, I think 
so you know in the spirit of things that are expensive and maybe shouldn't exist um but but then you enjoy once once you have them uh for for my work last week or at work last week we had a wellness happy hour which there's something mind-bending about that existing from it alone and we went to a place i guess you'd call it a restaurant it's not really a restaurant i don't know where you draw the line but this place called south block are either of you familiar with south block no no okay well um i i this week am you know very befuddled uh because i went to south block and I, I got what their specialty is. And um, I, I am sorry um, because speaking of like this, this episode for being a part of and enjoying this, this kind of, I guess you'd call it this economy that exists. Um, I am sorry for uh, being part of the acai bowl economy. Oh, no. Now, I should add, I did not pay for it. Uh, but speaking of, this is an instance where this thing is way too expensive. But boy, did I enjoy it! It was eleven dollars. It's a little bowl of like smushed fruit and some some almond butter and and maybe some granola and bananas. Um, and uh, wow, was it tasty! But it was eleven dollars. And I'm I'm sorry to. I don't know the grocery stores that just sell bananas or or the farmers market that I'm sure I could have gone to for something that was wellness and instead I went to South Block and someone not me my my company paid for me to have an $11 bowl of smoothie basically right. so someone was already charging Says- like 6 or 8 bucks for a smoothie and then someone realized that if they poured it into a bowl <laughs> they could charge $12 for the same smoothie uh, with I love something this- called an acai in it this from the guy who just complained about a system set up to make <laughs> the haves and have-nots. The damn haves and have-nots. Here, here's with the, here's the thing. Bowls. This, this is this is an honest to goodness thing that I have thought about for a long time. As I went to the University of Virginia, an elite public institution, and the fact that I called it an elite public institution should tell you part of the problem. Self awareness is the first step. Because a lot of people are not it's aware. It's the last step for most people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, well, I think it should be the first step. A lot of people deny it, and some people are just unaware. But I am aware of these things are, are bad. But in this instance, I did not spend my own money. I was invited to go there, and I went. I feel, and, like, uh, I feel like you seem to think that that is somehow better. And I'm not sure it is. Well... Just like the example of not, you know, by not going in the, the that fast line, the special line, then you are taking yourself away from something. And it is the social interaction with your coworkers and ostracizing yourself and, and being, a, you know, being antisocial that has, but you, you could know, have gone, knock on I effects. I don't think anyone put a gun to your head and said, you get an acai bowl or you die. Like, well, so that's the thing. It was either that or smoothies, and the smoothies were basically the same thing. They were just eight dollars no, instead of eleven. No, there's a third option, which is go cold go. pressed juices. Yes, there's you're a, right. Sorry, there's a fourth option, which is go <laughs> go be social, go sit with the people and talk to them. 
but you you don't have to have any of those things. But it was free. It was free, and that's what that's what the the problem was. Is ah, I saw the free thing, and I had to is. have the free thing. And there it is. If there's anything that we Americans like more than an artificially imposed system of haves and have-nots, it's free shit. Which the TSEA pre-check seemed free to us, but boy, did we give up so much to get it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, let's uh, let, let's let's close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. Um, so, uh, I feel weird doing this for the the second week in a row where I I shout out something that I actually haven't had a chance to consume yet. Uh, but I, I got a text from my brother earlier today uh, that there's a, a new lucy dacus cover song coming out uh in part because there's going to be a, a lucy dacus covers ep sort of thing coming out in the near future uh and and i know i i talked about her her cover of dancing in the dark and, and used it as our, our music a couple weeks ago but i i want to go back to this because the new cover is in the air tonight by phil collins and i'm so excited for this i cannot wait it's going to be so fun. I think it's going to be great. Max, do you know who Lucy Dacus is? No. <laughs> but, you're, but you're excited about this? Well, yeah. Anytime someone makes a cover of a great song. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, Max, it's Max lives fun, in Boston. It's just a whole fun enterprise of, like... I, I, I love a good cover song because it's, it's neat to see, you know, I think covering someone's music is inherently... Uh, an expression of the fact that that person's music is meaningful to you somehow. Mm. And it could be that it was an artist who had a really formative impact on you. It could just be that the song slaps in the air tonight fucking slaps. It's really good. Uh, And so there's already these, these covers inherently come from a place of love, which I think is really neat. And then it's awesome to see how that love is, expressed and interpreted i love seeing the way that someone comes up with their own take on a great song i think that's a really cool thing and so i'm super stoked for mm. lucy dagas's uh covers record which a- apparently is going to have a christmas song on it of some sort too in time for the holidays uh she's got a, a great cover of lovey on rose we talked about dancing in the dark i just She's good. She's going places, man. And she's yeah. uh, she's from Richmond, so that's cool, too. Yeah. And that This just reminded me. I felt like I needed to share so that this was everyone is aware of this. On uh, September 18th, 2016, I saw Hopalong. They were opening for uh, Built to Spill. And right in the middle of the set, uh, and this was like the second time I saw Hopalong, uh, second or third time, I don't recall which, um, they play a cover. And it, it's really just Frances Quinlan, a little bit of backing, but mostly just her. Uh, she played uh, The Hills, the weekend song. Oh, uh, which... nice. <laughs> so covers are a lot of fun because a lot of times they don't make any sense. That's a wild song, too. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to. I don't... Now I'm going to go down a YouTube rabbit hole and see if I can find a poorly shot cell phone video of that performance uh but while i do that y'all should go listen to lucy dakes's cover of in the air tonight by phil collins all right 
that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokaypod.com. You can subscribe to our feed on your podcast app of choice so you get our episodes hot and fresh every Tuesday. If you do that, please leave us a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show because we'd love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week as always to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Back. Yeah.